Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week, my friend? Ryan, on this week's show, I am bringing back a long lost segment where we're going to dive into some kooky religion that there are people out there that believe it. Love it. What about you, Ryan? This week, I'm discussing neuroplasticity, Tyler, a word that may change your life. And is prostitution actually the oldest occupation in the world? The answer may shock you. Or it may not. I, I, I honestly have no idea. Mm. But let's find out together. The internet belches out a lot of things, Tyler. It is a fast-moving current, is it not? Yes. It is almost like an energy source where it just begets itself, where more of it creates more of it, sure. which then creates more of sure. it. And I'm almost positive more is a bad thing in this case. I think we've <laughs> seen this experiment to completion. It's all bad. Yeah. I would just say that it's almost good in sense of, when you're having a scandal, because it's big, it's explosive, all of these things, it's salacious and people want to talk about it. The way that we have been kind of evolved into taking in our media, we're done with it by tomorrow. Now I don't want to hear about it anymore. Now you're just picking on this person. Who's next? Who can we eat next? Yeah, the machine needs to be fed. There's Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But I think that to do a little side path on that, I think that's really bad for our political system because now it's being flooded with scandal our sure. human squishy spongy brains can't keep up with all the information we just become like numb to it all well and and you're just so flooded by information that could either be true or not true it becomes impossible to decipher what is what mm -hmm. and not just that it's not just uh in these circumstances that we're talking about also memes also, the way that people speak, like all of these things come into parlance, they come and go, and this isn't cool anymore. And right now, what I'm hearing a lot of is main character energy, Tyler. Do you understand what that term is referencing? I related to big dick energy. I understand that. Okay. Um, but uh, main character energy, I relate that specifically to I am the main character. Is that the same thing? Right. Where it's people who just believe they are the main character of this world. In your perception, in the movie of your mind, because that's all this is. We're interpreting things. And Tyler and I could have the same experience and experience it totally different. That happens to us all the time just because we're so different. It's perception and selfish. On your part. <laughs> I actually am seeing it in the way that it is. But I, I don't want to fight with you here on air. We'll do that during the break. But- here is my question. As somebody who has related myself to, uh, for lack of a better term, a recovering narcissist, I think that I had many of those qualities growing up. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to imagine somebody who doesn't see themselves as their main character. Every experience that I've ever experienced has happened with me in the middle of it. I am following myself. You know, when you die in a video game and now you're following somebody else, that would be a, a strange experience. Everything that's ever happened to me has happened to me. It takes some real work to not be your own main character. And it's kind of hard to imagine what that would look like. But I think that it's not just perce the perception of it, but I think it's also your behavior behind it. When I think of I am the main character, I think of people who behave in a way where it's everybody else is an NPC. Everybody else is just the computer program and I can do whatever I want on this planet. It's like a free guy. Exactly. But I'm thinking of like, I saw a video not that long ago of people who parked their Lamborghini in the middle of the road yeah. on New York traffic, well, got out and started posing for photos. And that is, I am the main character energy where it's like GTA. Get the hell out of here. Hey, if you earned enough money to buy that car, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Tyler. I don't that's, think that's a rule. That's a social contract that we have all signed up for just by being born in America. It's like a doubles of mine because I don't remember signing that. And you're asking, especially in New York, to get the shit kicked out of you. Well, that's why your car's so fast. And thank you for not bringing up my voice crack. That was deeply embarrassing and we didn't fix it. So we'll have to leave it in. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for addressing it though. So <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, it, the weight on my chest got heavier after I mentioned that. So my question is, there are people out there who innately see themselves as Smee, as uh, Captain Hook's fluffer, and they're going about their business. Perhaps I could have put it more eloquently. Yeah, a little bit. You, you under, you're right. It's uh, Forgive me. I, I don't like what you said, but I like the way you said it. <laughs> you know, Captain Hook would have trouble with some of that stuff just based on, you know, just on physical attributes. Sure. So nonetheless, not to drag it down into the sewer, I, I have trouble understanding people who see the world that way. What does that look like? Maybe I'm asking you a question you don't know the answer to, but- what would that look like? Would it make you a better person if you had NPC energy? I think, <laughs> I think that being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes is always a beneficial trait. And that is absolutely true. What you're describing is empathy. Empathy. But, but I'm talking about people who live from empathy. Is that like Mother Teresa? Yeah, that sounds like a superpower, but it sure. definitely One sound, that I don't want, it def I don't know. It Who's going to take care of me? <laughs> After everything I've done for you, mother effers, <laughs> that just seems like where life is supposed to be lived. Selfish empathy. I respect that, which you just did. The American nice. dream is live and well. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. partners and welcome to another those guys you hate right over there is my brother tyler tyler how you doing today my friend i mean i was doing well but then you're trying to pretend that you're what a, a cowboy There's something yeah. cool about being a cowboy what is it no indoor plumbing you're somewhat of an outlaw you get to smoke all the cigarettes smoke you want all Looks the super cool cancer hadn't been invented yet so that's pretty cool <laughs> i don't think that's true no nope. oh, did they invent it with the marble man is no, that what it is no you died before cancer could ever really take its toll oh that's, smoke up smoke them if you got them that's where that saying came from <laughs> just made all that up tyler you know what I love to do? You don't say. <laughs> I covered it up pretty well. Thank you. Thank God you told me. I can't believe they invented cancer. Just one of the, up there with the A-bomb. What, what I like to do on this show and in my life to some sort of strange way, I feel like it is my calling. I, I have been attracted to a very spiritual lifestyle, Tyler. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, you won't shut up about it. I won't shut the hell up about yeah. it. It's what makes me special. But what, what I think actually is good about that is I am very scientifically minded, I think. In a, in a lot of ways, my I'm, man, for lack of a better term, embarrassed of my spirituality because I was brought up to make fun of it. What do you think about that? I don't know about brought up to make fun of it. Like, who raised you to make fun of it? The public school system. <laughs> what? When, when I was going through school, if you were, it's it's changed some. Oh, oh, you mean fellow fellow kids? Fe hello, I, fellow children. I, I, I thought you meant like teachers and principals. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, they were religiously persecuting you in your elementary school. Miss Keaton was relentless. <laughs> if you keep mentioning that woman, she's eventually gonna a year about yeah, this and sue you. She doesn't have the internet. But but no, I just meant like when I was growing up, and I do believe it's changed over time. Sure. Sure. If you were, I grew up in the nineties, a very anti-authoritarian time. Decade. I'm, I'm remembering correctly. No, absolutely. And so I not only hid it from other people, I kind of hid it from myself there for a little while. I got away from it. Of course. If sure. you push it down all the time, where is it going to go? So what's great about that is I approach all of this spirituality with a sense of not believing that little kid is still in there. So everything that I have grown through my own experiences has fought against the current. It's stuff that has just proven itself to me over and over again. So I like the idea of matching up science and religion and spirituality. Use whatever words make you comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I did it one time with sage. When I think of sage, I think of people that we make fun of. I think of somebody you would call a, or at least your grandfather would call a snowflake, right? No, I don't think that's snowflake, just kook. I think kook is a great word kook for- Kook and snowflakes hang out what? all over the fucking place. I don't know, Tyler. that's true. I snowflakes, do it. Snowflakes are too sensitive to hang out with kooks. Kooks be kooky and snowflakes can't handle it. I think that what you're saying may actually be true, <laughs> but I, I found something that I was thinking about. You and I have discussed it a little bit off air okay. about 
I mean, just to close that loop on Sage, what was it that we found out? Like, you think of somebody burning Sage and getting rid of all the evil demons. Mm -hmm. There is an actual science to Sage. It scientifically is proven that it cleans bacteria from the air. That's all. Nothing, even if you don't believe in the elemental or the energy stuff, it literally cleans the air around you. But for all of those people out there who are hearing this and are nervous about it, don't you worry. You have to do it for like an hour or two for it to actually help out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So all those people who are just kind of waving it around a room, you can still make fun of them. Don't worry. You don't have to change your ways. You can still call them whatever you want. I, my name is Ryan and I approve this message. Well, at least you got your name right this time. <laughs> and session, it was 129 sessions in, and I still don't know what this show is about. What do we do here? It's a show <laughs> about nothing, Tyler. Follow me down this path. This has been done already. So <laughs> you and I have talked about if you think, very often your, your, your thought patterns are just habits. And what I mean by that is the more often you think something, the more likely you are to think it in the future. And that's not just based off of some vague idea. It is actually changing the physiology of your brain, of your gray matter. Absolutely. It's neurons. As we, as we think these things again and again and again, your neurons in your brain are actually forming these bridges. These channels and, in your brain. And there's what this is what habits are made of, is you keep following these neurons down the same way again and again, and they continue to fire thousands of times. And it begins to become easier to go down this thought that you've had a thousand times than to fight the system and be like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't right. Maybe I'm not a total piece of shit. Maybe 93%. Let's start working our way down here. Whoa, we're at 7% not piece of shit. That's and I gotta tell you, that guy is really full of himself, <laughs> that 7%. So in, in this thought, mantras, Tyler, and what is a, a mantra for the uninitiated kook? Uh, it is what kooks do when they be, <laughs> continue to chant a certain saying or rhythm or sound in their head to remain uh, focused and in the moment. Sure, and you don't even have to chant it. You can just think it. Sure. So I looked up. If, if both of these things are true, is it possible that mantras are real? Is it true that if you sit down, I I've, I've told you the story recently that I used to date a woman and, and I think everybody has had some form of this experience mm -hmm. who would write things on her bathroom mirror, who would put little post-it notes, these little, uh, these little positive sayings all over the place. Reminders, little reminders, little mm -hmm. affirmations mm -hmm. that I think is more common nowadays. I think people are more buying into this because the kookiness is make it's swelling. People mm -hmm. are tired of feeling like shit. Though. Absolutely. Everybody and their sister has a vision board these days, Ryan. You ain't wrong. Thank I, you, buddy. I, I haven't put one together <laughs> myself, but I have a vision board about putting together a vision. Got you have a vision. In, no, you can't do that in your mind. So you have just a, a thought of words. No, I actually made a vision board about what my vision board is going to look like. Oh, one day. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Visionception. I cannot wait. To, I, well, I'm going to get to it, Tyler. We're getting to them. So this woman used to put that stuff all over the house. And I thought, what a jackass. You don't, why do you mm. need to tell yourself mm. all of these things? This is so ridiculous. And this was a younger me who didn't think in these terms. I was still making fun of it. So you were just picking up a hot pile of dung negativity and you were just smearing it right on their bathroom mirror of positivity. I didn't tell her. I kept it to myself gotcha. and I let it fester. Oh, I'm sure she smelled it. It went well. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's the one who dealt it, Tyler. Mm. But neuroplastic. <clears throat> That's number two. Mm -hmm. Neuroplasticity is the ability to form and reorganize synaptic connections, much like you're talking about, especially in response to learning or experience. So changing your brain by experiencing the world around you. What do you uh, think about that? Yes, you are literally creating your reality by how you think simply by changing the neurological pathways in your brain. But if you've created these habits over the years, it becomes more and more difficult to break said habit. You are literally having to recode your brain. And I love that idea of there being an actual physical thing. You can choose, hey, I'm going to think this over and over and over again, and it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be next week. But what if this becomes the path of least resistance? Mm -hmm. What happens when I get into an anxious situation, what if I use my brain this way instead of what I've re recognized is that I use my brain to attack myself. I use my brain to be like, look, you idiot. I told you this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Look, you're not good enough. This isn't good enough. And I've decided very recently that I am not going to use my brain that way anymore. 
I will let all of the villagers use their pitchforks and torches. It's not going to be me anymore, Tyler. Very good. Did I say Very that right? Or was I an idiot? Was you, I a stupid no, idiot here, no, Tyler? No, no, you nailed it. Although no? I have not seen a single pitchfork or torch on your behalf. How are you contributing to this mob? Tyler, do you know how expensive a pitchfork is? <laughs> I want you to get on Amazon. I want you to look up a real old-fashioned Aquaman pitchfork. <laughs> and That's I, a trident. Really, That's a trident. Trident pitchfork. <laughs> Depends on whether you're farming underwater or not. Let's do the depression index. Loophole. Aquaman, no one cares. You don't Triton? know what to do. The Same world guy? has all but given up on you. I don't know. Old, well, we got to look into that. What the depression index is, is the machine that I built that's asking the tough questions. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how is your mental health going this week? Brother? It's good, Ryan. I did the thing. You always do the thing. I did the thing. You did the thing. I done did the thing. What's where the thing? I, I asked... Um, I'm just, I'm going through a very chain, a uh, time of great change right now, Ryan. And and I'm- Don't do it, Tyler. I know, it's a trap. Go back. And I always used to think of when I when I release these emotions that I have repressed over a very long period of time, I would think of it as taking a weight off of a barbell, you know, taking weight off of the thing that I'm carrying. Sure. And now I've changed the way that I view these things as actually a change in um, matter where it goes, instead of just removing a weight, it is now a solid to a liquid to a gas. So as we work on these things, they become more malleable. It changes into a liquid. And then eventually when it's ready to let go, it becomes a gas. Right now I am dealing with- Yeah, it's just the way I see it in my head. No, no, no. And that's, I mean, that's all well and good. Yeah. And we're all rooting for your, uh, you know, uh, Ascension. Yeah. Do you also, see the defensiveness? You just said, oh yeah. In my posture, Tyler I, I, has gone into a full cocoon. Oh god. It, it's funny that you say that because today I was writing something in my journal. Initial. And, and you know how I do little addendums. Sure. I wrote at the very bottom, like a footnote. Writing that on a piece of paper made me crumble into the fetal position. <laughs> it hurts to say stuff like that because you—that is exactly what I'm talking about. You have conditioned yourself to make fun of people who talk like that. And I'm doing it right now. Especially if it's you. I'm doing it right now. Even if you believe it, you attack that person. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and quite the, uh, I guess, dichotomy would be the best word because I truly believe in the things that I'm saying. But then the other voice in me, the other half, is going, you stupid moron. Kick that nerd's ass. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's bullies in our head, man. And it's us. Yep. So I did the very, I think I'm in a very good place right now overall. And hey, I buddy. did the very dumb thing, not literally, but dumb thing where I asked the universe, give me whatever I can handle. Don't do that. Send it my way. Don't do that. I didn't challenge it. I just said, please. That's all you got, pussy. I know. No. That's Tyler. No. Tyler said that, not me. Uh, so my theme for the week is intend, not want. Want is not something that we should want for ourselves. It is intention. Intend to get better. Don't just want it. Intend for it. Well, we were just talking about, wait, let me scroll back so I know exactly what it was. Main character energy. Do you think that we're experiencing so much of that across the world? Because now so much of what our life is built on is what we want, not what we need, not what's good for us. We can instantly get what we want. And I think that's not doing us so well. Yeah, the the advent of the ability to get whatever we want in a moment's notice is a problem. But I would also say what we're being dictated to what we want. The American dream for those of us here in America, it's projected the bigger house, the bigger car, the bigger everything. And we're realizing, man, getting all that shit seems to be making us fucking miserable. The illusion of choice is not a positive thing from no. my experience, Tyler. No, not you very sound good. Like a, don't make me hit Kukalurk again. So it already hurt my ears this week. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm at a middle of the road five, right? Get it, girl. One, two, Spritz three, that shit. five. Yeah. Wow, that last one was long. I, I couldn't get it all the way around the rotation. Oh, it landed on a nickel. <laughs> wow. Go stand in this little circle while I get your carry, Tyler. All right, gay it up. I'm going to really gay it up I, this I was going to say, how could you gay it up any more than what, what I just did? I am going to give a kind of like a, a tiny little mini sesh, okay? I am going to tell you my most recent time 
of the universe directly slapping the shit out of me, okay? Mm. What I've been experimenting with, because I don't just come on here and say all of these kooky things, I'm literally doing experiments, meditating out in the gym and all these things. Please forgive me for saying that in a sentence. Now, what I've been messing with by trying to change my gray matter, by experimenting with my own neuroplasticity is using mantras to change the way that I talk to myself. The love that I show myself is the love that I show others. So to stop you from having some big story that's gonna make you roll your eyes at your radio, I have been using the mantra in public, I am love, okay? Mm. I am love because I don't treat myself with love. And when that happens, I don't treat other people with love. I'm wondering, I'm gauging the distance if I can reach the kook alert from here. What? I don't want to hit people with that again because I know that it annoys them. Will this be okay? That's kind of gay. Is that all right? That's, you know what? I have that button here and didn't even think about it. It's Thank okay. You. It's Thank okay. you for the, for the assist. I've got you because I need it. Against I, yourself. <laughs> I deserve it. So as I'm in my car and I'm thinking about my mantra and how I'm using it and how I swear to you, it's changing the way that I'm experiencing anxiety. I'm recognizing that I am exploding outwards and hey, dude. I'm bringing it back with that mantra. It's worked wonders for me. As I'm writing that in my show notes, which is how I record my thoughts for the show, driving in the other direction is a car with a front vanity plate that I don't even think they use anymore. People who are old like me know about a front vanity plate. It's like your license plate, but on the front of your car. And it's just what people used to put to let you know what they were into. I'm a cool guy. Yeah, yeah golf. <laughs> Heard of it? Because I have. That's it, a long vanity plate. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I put that on Amazon. Not a lot of those soldiers. Apparently, it covered their view of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a billboard, sir. No, but, but I'm being dead serious. And it took me a while for this to strike me. As I just had this thought, a car drives by me with the front vanity plate that read, I am love. Mm. And when you tell somebody that story, A, it sounds like bullshit. Mm -hmm. And B, okay, cool, cool. If I do believe you, like whatever, I'm, I'm telling you, things like that hit me in such an extreme manner that it, I don't know, like I almost, I, I don't want to say I went into shock because that's not the case, but it took a while for that to settle inside my bones. Absolutely. It, it really was a beautiful experience for me. And whether it means anything or it was a total bullshit experience in my perception it really was a beautiful thing and, and i and i have it's something that i think will stay with me for the rest of my life and that's awesome and i just to say just to respond to that i think the argument which was my argument against this back in the day and still is against myself now is coincidence why is that not just a coincidence like wow that's crazy that you thought that and then you saw it on the front of a car why is that not a coincidence? This is what would be my experience. And this is almost my, my my same response to why be spiritual? Why believe that there's something up there if you can't explain it? I get to decide what that means to me. And what I have decided knowingly or not knowingly is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And what I've recognized is that's a very tough thing to come by in this world. And you should grab onto every beautiful experience that you can. It makes life a lot more enjoyable again in my experience with that being said um good god man <laughs> are was, you okay before we started the show i i swallowed one of those green army men uh -huh. it wasn't even the standing up one it was the one that was on one knee with a long rifle and it is just lodged in there it, it must have gone in sideways <laughs> I disgust myself in this week. Turn it, damn it. I am, my self-love is just poured out at the sound of that sound. And now we can't edit it out because we've talked about it so much. I am at a friggin' two this week. Good. One, two. Oh, screw you. You do seem a bit happy. I, I am. Coming for the crown again, huh? At a manic level right now. And of course, you and I seesaw in such a weird cosmic way. Mm -hmm. I'm at a manic level and I'm really, in a lot of ways, for the first time in my life, kind of able to control it. Like I'm feeling really good right now. So that's awesome. We'll see how, you know, there's probably a way that we could, when, when I'm manic, I'm like too happy. It's almost painful. If there was only some sort of a segment that we could do to bring that down, it would probably sound like this. Now, you would assume <laughs> it's been a while since we played Shameful Admission. And it always Tyler. makes me giggle. It does. That's one of your faves. Uh, uh, 
Shameful admissions, I assume, is self-explanatory, but it's where Tyler and Tell I- Tell them anyway. We reveal ourselves to the audience in a way to show you, hey, I know we seem like superheroes. I know we seem like Greek gods, but we're regular people just like you. We're naked under all of this. We put our pants on two legs into one hole at a time, just like you. So Tyler, give me your shameful admission, bro. And please don't hurt me with this. Sometimes you're too shameful. Ryan. Yo. As you know, we in the Menendez family have what some would call an overactive imagination. I would agree with that. We share that. We all have it. You, Mikey Menendez, I, we all have very, very powerful imagination. And they never imagine anything positive. What's no. up with that? No. <laughs> no. Threat of the show. <laughs> Did you say threat or threat? Whichever. Also. Yes and yes. I spend a lot of time in front of my computer. Would you agree? Uh, uh, in an in inordinate amount, Tyler, uh, amount that makes me worry about blood clots in your legs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like that when I went running today. It yeah. felt like I had blood clots in my legs. Thanks for putting that out there, Ryan. Buddy. I left an ankle back on seventy third. What do you get when you combine those two things? Com- Overactive imagination, and I'm behind this computer a lot. WebMD. Oh, what are you insane? I think of every single bit of text on my computer. As its own individual person. Sure. And I will go out of my way not to delete letters and characters if I can. So I'll like wipe out a whole family from a, from the word simple. But wow. if I need to use the I, then that mother I is going to survive. And I'm a type around her. You will new go family. on to form new generations. That's why, right. Why do you think that is? Why do you think you're anthropomorphizing? <laughs> I got this. I got this. I'm a professional. Why? Do you- <laughs> Why do you think you're anthropomorphic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this, Tyler. You know I hate being the butt of a punchline on my own show, Tyler. But you're the one who set up the joke, I'm going to breeze through this. I'm going to breeze through this. Watch. Why do you think you're anthropomorphizing the letters, Tyler? I don't know. I guess because it's fun. Every time I have to delete a sentence or something like that, it's like I'm wiping out a platoon of, I think I called it a platoon. A <laughs> Thank platoon. You. Thank you for helping me. Of, uh, of, of uh, the, the enemy army. That's interesting. But I'm also being uh, benevolent and letting this one character survive to go on and tell my story. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's not troubling at all as Mm-mm. somebody who shares a space with you. Mm-mm. That's good. Okay. Ryan, that's my shameful admission. What about you? Uh, fantastic, Tyler. I have a shameful admission that kind of like yours means nothing. It's sure. like n- nobody really cares. Means but, nothing. But I also am genuinely ashamed of this. This uh, this will be, a, a, I'm going to ease into this. Mm-hmm. I feel shame when somebody comes up on me and I'm playing like video games on my iPad. I feel like I'm being unproductive. I feel like ah. I, I, I do. Like I almost want to hide it. Sure. A little bit. Does that sure. make sense? Oh, Absolutely. Why do you think I never opened my bedroom door other than the mess? I try not to think too much about that, Tyler. But here is my actual shameful admission. I have a deep, dark secret that I love to play just going from one to another. Mm -hmm. Do you know those cheap games that are only made to get you to watch commercials on the iPad? Yes. It's like a red or a blue person that they didn't even take the time to give them a face. Mm-hmm. It's just these things that are cranked out that promise you, hey, you've always wanted to do this. Come try this game. And sure. You, and you do it. And for the first 10 seconds, it's fun as hell. But then you're like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Love those. Love going from one to the other because they're just commercials sending you to the next bullshit <laughs> game. And I will I will go down a rabbit hole downloading and then erasing those for a long time. So how, how, frequent, how frequently would you say you go through an app? Well, what's your average play time? On it depends. App? Every now and then I'll get stuck on one, like something that is made just to, you don't get better at it. It's just made to get you to waste your time and money like TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the thing is they just have these commercials that increase at the longer that you play the game. Of course. And you could just put it on airplane mode and shut those off. I leave them on, Tyler. It's part of the game. Mm. The anger is part of the game, Tyler. And that, I'm dead serious about this. Uh-huh. That is my shameful admission. Yeah I, yeah, I I am genuinely embarrassed. And when you come into the kitchen, I just, I pick up the Bible and pretend like I'm not doing sure, it. Sure, sure. And I'm ashamed. Oh, thank you for, uh, thank you for being so honest. I care about what you think. Yeah, thanks, but Oh, well, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said. Now I have to kill you, Tyler. <laughs> and I'll do it over the break. 
What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. You gotta put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal you know you won't because you're lazy that's why you haven't moved out of your parents house we love you thank you for supporting those guys you hate and let's get back to the show those guys we humans have a serious problem with garbage how are we ever going to get aliens to come here if we don't tidy up after ourselves you hate I will grant you the need to poison the oceans but we could totally be losing out on some alien if we don't at least sweep that shit under a nearby planet, maybe <laughs> maybe Musk can help us out with that. Those guys you And Red Sir Cole. And we are back, Tyler. We are back. We're discussing food in Miami and how you have to out wacky the food truck. What do they call a food truck? But it's in a in a building. A food a non-mobile food truck in a in a I believe they call that a restaurant, Ryan. No, I don't think that's it, Tyler. Mm, drive through. So, so uh, in in Miami, is it like this all over the world? I guess there are many other places where it's like this, but not everywhere, right? I, I don't think culturally speaking and um, financially speaking, every place around the world would be able to uh, benefit from this. I understand. But it's where people want a new spin on old classics. So everybody's got to go up above. And and also Instagram and social media has changed the, the nature. Everybody's competing with everybody, not just in their town, but across the world. Yeah. And from Instagram to food trucks, it gives you a way for chefs to harass their patrons. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You could f- track them online and then you can drive to where they are I and cook them a meal. Love that. Mm-hmm. Now they got to cook in Tyler. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Hey, we'll, we'll, I hope you vomit in your mouth over that. We'll bleep that. <laughs> Let's do douche of the week. Tyler and I like to think that we're pretty fair-minded young men, and we like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But every now and then, we come across somebody who deserves to be called out, and hopefully, we use our powers for good. Tyler, who's your douche of the week, man? Ryan, for session 129, my douche of the week is oil companies. What'd they do to you? To the surprise of literally nobody, oil companies recorded record profits this year. Hey, congratulations, guys. (laughs) $17.9 billion and $11.6 billion in profit for Exxon and Chevron. Respectfully, those numbers are just the second quarter. They made those billions in profits in three months. Well, they deserve it. And and when everything is going so well in the world, uh, it's a boon to you. What you're doing helps everybody out across this great land. <laughs> Not how we do Deuce of the Week, Ryan. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I, I, wait, please continue. So back on track. Oil companies, as uh, families across the globe struggle to put food on, on their table, uh, record Congratulations. profits and record salaries for the executives, you are my Deuce of the Week. It has been a while. I have seemingly, I'm out of touch with how... This game goes. E- evil is not a word I throw around very often, but for these guys, uh, fucking evil, man. Also, live backwards, huh? How about that? I think that's just vol. 
No, it's it's, it's <laughs> live doesn't live doesn't have. Oh, I thought you were talking about the golf tournament. The word backwards problem. live. So, L-I- yeah, or live. I mean, and what that's just a little play on words for you. Uh, uh, just symmetry in life, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> All right, so for my douche of the week, Tyler, you're doing a big, broad social implication thing, which. It's- Mm-hmm. If I could be honest, it's kind of annoying. This is how we do it. I'm going to be a little bit more specific. And mine's a little wacky. But again, I genuinely mean it, okay? My douche of the week goes out to that lizard that had the gall to climb into the the, the protective mesh of our air conditioner mm-hmm. and die right in front of our <laughs> kitchen window. When you sit and wash your hands at my sink, mm. my kitchen sink, which I do... Mm. 50 times a day, Tyler. Sure. You're staring at the remains of what used to be a living, I assume, lizard at some point. It's a moment-to-moment reminder of why we wash our hands. I wish. I actually probably take part in some of this douche of the week because I wish I was man enough to just go get it out of my life. I could go out there and I could fix this problem in two seconds, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I think physics will take over eventually. Eventually it'll crumble to dust and the fan will just blow it away. It, this kind of is reminiscent of that would you rather, that that would you rather watch your parents have sex every night or just join in once to end it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're kind of in that same game of chicken, me and mm-hmm. this lizard. Do mm-hmm. I have that correct? Uh, I would say in the same vein, but nowhere near on the same level. Totally different vein, uh, yeah. Tyler. Totally okay. different vein. Gotcha. And so for this week, that lizard that had the unmitigated gall to die in my visage. Okay, Stephen A. You are. <laughs> Very good. You are my news of the week. Very few things are unmitigated as gall, right? Very. What else is unmitigated other than gall? Um, disasters. Oh, an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. We're, we're brothers. We shared a thought because it appeared in my mind right as you were about to say it. An unmitigated disaster. It's almost right. as if you waited for me to speak and then just jumped right jumped on in. board. Just right, jumped right in. You're exactly right about that, Tyler. Um, okay, so we've got two segments left. We have... Your whose gods is this? Whose gods is this? Well, let's do that. Let's get into whose gods is this. I'm interested. I like a little avant-garde look at religion, Tyler, where we get to finally point at somebody and say, our God is big. Our God would kick your God's ass, Tyler. Let's let's shame someone. I don't think that's how this works. Yes, Ryan, this is a segment that I have not broken out in a very long time. Is this music new? I'm unfamiliar with this. Brand new music. I, we got it just for this segment. I feel like I'm David Duchovny and we're trying to <laughs> figure out where the aliens went. The few, the few finalists for this sounder did come down to basically X-Files uh, sounds. That was it. Okay, perfect. Uh, I, I really like it. Do you remember our very first Whose Gods Is This? Uh, when you say it, I will definitely remember, but not off the top of my the head. The first one was the Church of Euthanasia, right? Yes. And what they care about kids in Japan, I'll never understand. I did that last time, remember? <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. yeah. It's ringing a bell. Sure, it's a repeater. Yeah, the, well, the Church of Euthanasia was all about uh, save the planet, kill yourself. Which is very funny. It's and very funny. What, what makes it funny is there is some truth to it. A morbid, terrible truth. Mm-hmm. Not about murder, just killing yourself. Sure. Well, anyway, Ryan, this week's Whose Gods Is This is all about Ryalism. Have you heard of Ryalism? Would you spell it for me, please? R-A-E-L-I-S-M. That's not rail. Okay. Anyway. Or, or, or realism. Sure. Excuse me. Forgive you know me. what? You're absolutely realism is a better way. Okay. I have, n- I've heard of realism. No, I've never heard of realism separate from realism. Tell me, tell me about this. Gods. Realism is a UFO religion, Ryan. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, can I ask where the word R A E comes in when discussing UFOs? R A E L is the name of the prophet. Uh, And he got his name because rail is the second syllable of Israel, Ryan. He is Rael. He oh, is okay. only God, the prophet Rael. Well, the thing is, in the Bible, words mean so much. Little pieces. There is so there. There is tomes much thicker than the actual Bible breaking down on what each syllable means, mm-hmm. much like what you're talking about. Well, Rael.org, the organization's website, the first thing it says in large font is, and I quote, extraterrestrials created all life on earth. 
Big old font right across the screen. Well, right off the bat, what do you say to that, Ryan? Isn't that possible? Isn't isn't there a chance that that's real? I'm wondering what your opinion on it is. That's my opinion. There's a chance that that's possible. I mean, to some man, it's it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. But us, you know, being almost like spores from another planet, I don't know how likely it is, but it's a possibility. It is. They believe that an advanced race came to Earth and over time, as their technology got better, were able to create more complex life forms until they got to humans. Isn't that what Scientology is to some degree based on? I don't know what those wackadoos believe. I have no idea. If you have the balls to come on this show. (laughs) Just don't hit me, please. (laughs) Keep my husband's balls out of your mouth. Don't speak for all of us, Okay, Ryan. forgive me. Now, this also comes right from their website, and I'd like to know what you think about this. Those, as the Jewish man I know you to be, those searching for evidence of extraterrestrial life need look no further than in humanity's most revered ancient text. The Elohim, as they were known in the original Hebrew Bible. Is that the Torah? It just says the original Hebrew Bible. That's the thing. I am so ignorant with religion as a whole, much less ancient Hebrew. I wonder if that's the Torah or just the Old Testament. I don't know, but it also says much like Brahma or Shiva or Vishnu in other religious texts, it has deliberately created all life on earth through highly advanced science. Okay. That is their belief. That's very interesting. That's sure. Let's say that God did create the world. Wouldn't he do it through science? Wouldn't God create science? Well, I think science is just physics and our understanding thereof. So yes, by its very definition, everything that happens is through that branch. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't say <laughs> you hit it well. Uh, so God ostensibly is just some sort of like a, like a coder, right? Exactly. We're all ones and zeros, baby. At, uh, the, at the base level of Some our, of us more zeros than others. Why, you, why you, are you pointing you. at me? I, I, you pointed you. right between right. my eyes. You're right. <laughs> Elevator pitch. No, go yeah, ahead. I and, interrupted. And no, that's okay. And DNA is literally a sequence. It is a sequence of, of numbers on a screen. It's an equation. That's it. Yep. Kooky scientists and they're creating life. But speaking of a thread through, uh, through the show, that's this idea of religion and science being two languages talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where it throws me off because anytime any religion, and I think most religion, uh, most religions have prophets. The majority of the prophets uh, throughout the ages, you have Buddha, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, just to name a few. They believe that there are 40 in all and the 40th being the last 40 what in the all? The 40th prophet. There okay. are 40 prophets across the ages of humanity. Such as like Jesus. Jesus, Buddha. Muhammad, Buddha, yeah. all the ones. Did, okay. you, did, did you not hear me just I, na- list all those names? Can I just be very <laughs> honest with what happened? I did hear you say that, but what happened was you said religion's prophets, uh, and I started doing uh, <laughs> churches want your money joke, and you lost me for about seven seconds. Gotcha. Then. And then but, you just repeated two of the names. Uh, Steve Martin. <laughs> Was also a private Nobody comment. gets that. Uh, yes, I, I tuned out for a moment. That's okay. But that's I'm back. Okay. I just that, yes. I thought that was a funny opportunity. So there are 40 uh, big name prophets that will come throughout history, and then the 40th one is Rael Ryan. Okay, Rael, Rael. However you say his name, he claims to be the 40th and final prophet. Here is my problem: if you have a prophet in your religion and you are the last one, you are the final one, you are the most important. You would argue, sure, the the, the big boss. It's a problem for me when you are that person. You are you're the one telling me that you're the big. Well, dude. I mean, that's kind of strange to all, me. All the people who could back up my story have been dead for thousands of years. <laughs> what do you want me to do about that? I'm not even entirely sure Moses or Buddha would back this dude up. You are not keeping it real, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what it was like. He should use that. You should write to him. Living before the earth. And finally, another thing that I do agree with, or not finally, second to last thing. In 1945, the first atomic bomb was dropped. According to this religion, we have entered the age of apocalypse, the ability to end our own species through nuclear fallout. Fact, Ryan. I I agree with that big time. That changed the, the course of humanity and how we live it. Thanks a lot, Oppenheimer. Good job, Einstein. 
And finally, Ryan, they're looking for a uh, country to let them build an extraterrestrial embassy. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> They would like to build an embassy uh, without any uh, restrictions internationally or um, airspace. No restricted airspace. Well, I mean, we're, we're going straight to the top. <laughs> That's true. Um, and they say that whoever allows this to happen will be the center of religious and scientific prosperity for millennia to come when the Elohim finally return to Earth. Think of the tourism. <laughs> Think of the tourism. What are you doing, Tanzania? You got a lot that you're in the middle of. Let's go. Look at all that free airspace. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> um, so I, it's a lot of things that I myself believe. I mean, not the embassy. You could keep that. But the that we're in the age of, of apocalypse, I think that's a fact. Uh, that, I, I don't know that that's a fact. but it, it's, Well, the fact that we can end ourselves oh, with that, our that, technology. We've never that is had true. that before. Yeah, because before we had, you know, weapons and fire, but that was a pretty localized situation. Now we're thinking on a much bigger scale. Well, once the atomic bomb dropped, I think that was the moment when people said we could end the world. Well, it's it's not even the bomb; it's the nuclear winter that could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Therefore, where 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 there's so many particles in the air, it blots out the sun. Man, we're having fun this week. And they're trying to bring swastikas back, right? And they are pro swastikas. They're trying to bring it back to positive society. They we're actually, bringing it back. They, baby. they actually had to change their logo because it was a Jewish star, and in the center was a swastika connecting the whole thing. And they had to change the symbol a little bit because you can't just put that out there and expect people to know. No, you yeah. mean something positive. Public blowback? <laughs> a son of a bitch. And, and we've covered on the show before we move on that that swastikas used to be swasties, which were a positive thing. Leave it to Hitler to go and muck it up, Tyler. Yeah, well, I think it was always known as swastika. Swasti was the word that oh, was used in positivity. But swastikas were a sign of positivity. Sure. Yes, and Ryan, that is for the second time ever. Whose gods is this? That would be like if uh, like if Trump just adopted the yin yang, you know what I mean? And be like, this means fuck you, yeah. black or white. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly that's like, right. Look at this division. Look, look at this. I can pull this thing apart, black and white. You've ruined the 1980s, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, that's not true. But what is true is that it is time for Week in Review. <laughs> What the weekend review is, is where Tyler and I spout off at the mouth and pretend like we're big shots who know what's going on. And we normally don't. So we go back and we check each other bi-weekly. And this is what it sounds like. Tyler, last week, I said that Amy Schumer and Angelina Jolie were extras on the show Judge Judy. Was I right? Maybe. Yes. I'm going to answer it this way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, go ahead and check your email, please. Mm -hmm. I'm opening the email, and it is, yes, there is Amy Schumer right there on the right. And not Angelina Jolie, just a woman who kind of looks like her. Uh, it does a little bit look like Angelina Jolie. Right. Yeah. The yeah, internet yeah. half got me, so sure. half F you, well, internet. Definitely Amy Schumer. Definitely so Amy Schumer. You're good. She spoke about it on her Instagram, and... That case that you're looking at right there was a fight over Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which I put in there just because it made me happy. Ah, oh, man. Now I need to know who won. Ryan, last week we discussed flying the American flag at half-mast and upside down. Did I look up what they represent? Oh, yeah. Did you look this up? I didn't, but can I guess, doesn't flying the flag upside down mean that we have conquered your fort? It is now our fort? No. Flying the American flag upside down. Well, I'll read it here. Half-mast is a sign of mourning and remembrance. Sure. The president has the authority to issue an executive order at which point all schools, government buildings need to fly the flag at half-mast. And it runs for however long is deemed uh, fit, I guess. Uh, so there's no standard on that. It's just kind of however we feel. Yeah, because it depending on who died, say it's to somebody who died. If it's somebody- Justin Bieber. Oh, no. Then you got to do it for like a month. Absolutely. You know, you know what? New flag. We, we're, we're getting a new flag. <laughs> it's going to look like his hair when he was a kid. Well, upside down, it means dire distress in instances of extreme danger to life or property. Basically, it's a final option. It is saying, please literally send anyone. S save us. And you know what? Future week in review, two weeks from now, I believe, because I, 
I dated somebody whose father was in the army and he told me that in that little ball up at the top of a flag, there used to be like four items in that little ball that you used when you were in danger. Huh. To be continued. Interesting. So you're saying there's like a little survival time capsule up there and I just have to climb a 30 foot pole to get to. There is like four things that are supposed to be in there and you're supposed to do something with each thing to ensure mutual destruction. Tyler, on the mini sesh that you and I have every week where we tell a little story, I hypothesized that the six years in between our age was much larger than the average gap between siblings. That's a lot of words that I just used. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. Was I right? Uh, I would say yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got this from verywellfamily.com. Okay, I'm going to throw a little math at you, so bear with me. Mm -hmm. A third of all couples conceived within 18 months of the birth of the previous child. Are you following me so far? Gotcha. A third of people get right back after it a year and a half after birth. Mm -hmm. Getting freaky. By the TK. The median age interval between children is 24 to 29 months. So in other words, the sweet spot, if you will allow it, is allow two it. years plus. That is gotcha. the, the, the median age difference between siblings. Shorter age gaps are more common than larger age gaps. I don't know if that's interesting, but that is a fact. <laughs> well, Ryan, last week we asked, why is America so darn repressed? Will the answer shock you? That's a cat. Yes, it is. <laughs> the answer is no. The The answer will not shock you. It primarily comes down to religion. What? And especially during the Victorian era. Do you know about the Victorian era, Victorian Ryan? era. Is that when the women wore the dresses with the cages underneath? Uh, yeah, it was more, it was very, um, uh, very much ostentatious, sh showy, ostentatious. They would wear those girdles that they would pull so tightly that it would do severe damage to women's insides, but not in the fun way. If I'm, I'm just going to blow right by that. If I'm not, why? If I'm, because you just got a lot of rotten and fester and meant in there <laughs> somewhere. And, and yes, but I believe that specifically was started by the French. So blame the French for that. One. I always do. <laughs> got you. No, the Victorian era. Yes. During under the rule of queen Victoria. Makes sense. The reason why it was called the Victorian era is because her rule extended to the point where she ruled over one fourth of the population of the world. Wow. So it wasn't just in England. It was the Victorian era everywhere. So like a, like a, it followed me down this path. Sexy Attila the Hun. Do I have that right? Unfortunately, because she was married and of the culture, she took the role of housewife. And in Victorian era, women were seen as things, Ryan. They really? were property. They were things. I'm glad we got that all taken care of. Exactly. Yes. So we were coming from the Gregorian era, which was King Gregory, which there was plenty of um, prostitution. The guy with the chants and the calendars and all that. Yes, Ryan. Yes, you're a great A historian. Thank on you. These Take a chance on me. Where things of the sexual nature were a lot more embraced when sure. the Victorian era hit, a lot more conservative era. Uh, sexual liberation was only for the men. Ah, men men were known, could burn their bras. Men were known to go to brothels, which had to be hidden away. The women weren't allowed to be sure. seen, which increased the rape and, and abuse of sure. these women. Sure. So it was just this, this snowball effect. And now we have to, as we were speaking of earlier, where it comes to decoding our own brains to get out of these habits, we're actually having to do this on a cultural and societal scale as well. Yeah, how's that going? It's better. Is it? It's better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Janet Jackson flashed a tit 20 years ago and the world lost its fucking mind. That Justin Timberlake, <laughs> a real piece of crap. I think we're, we're learning a lot about that Justin Timberlake. But I think we've come a long way even since then. I think nudity, I think, is being embraced more. Sure. Uh, that's hard to really tell because uh, I think that's fluctuated as all things do throughout time. Sure. But very interesting. Tyler, is prostitution actually the oldest occupation. I'm going to say yes. I don't even know what, what sound to play. It's unknown. I I, I got to do something. Yeah, what, uh, what records would you look that up for? Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel right and, in my uh, ears. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I thought of that as being, for lack of a better term, some people will say this is actual documentation, This or some people say it's a story. I thought that was like biblical. I thought there was some sort of, record of, hey, uh, first restaurant in the world. I could prove it. 
I thought there was some form of record of that is the oldest occupation. There is not. The originator of the phrase was Rudyard Kipling in 1888. So it's not as though we have some form of documentation to say, here is your certificate of completion. Mm-hmm. Probably poorly put. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. there is no historical evidence to support that to be true. Yeah. I, I never thought of it like that. I always just pictured like the two first fishies that came up and just started banging. And then one fish wanted more food than the other. And you know, offered up sex for it. It is so funny that you said that because I read through a good amount of this stuff and the one thing that stuck out to me was that animals also participate in prostitution. And there's- A lot. A lot of different versions of it, but this is the one that jumped out at me that I wanted to share. In one experiment, capuchin monkeys were taught to use silver discs as a sort of money. They were able to change them in with- I assume lab assistants for grapes. Sure. They, okay. they know that this means food. Right. They're redeemed for grapes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long before one monkey exchanged one of the tokens for sex. So let's stop being so repressed, guys. Let's get back to our capuchin roots and let's get down in the streets. So the assistant fucked the monkey? So the assistant fucked. The- wow. That's that's you're dead. getting stuck on the you're that's getting dedication, stuck on the, man. Old banana dick over here. I don't I just wanna I want insight into the scientific method. That's all. We're quizzical in nature. We're dissolving into the sewer as we always do. And your your hypothesis is disgusting in nature. <laughs> that's Tyler. how you set it up. That's man. how you set it up. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, last week we won. Are you done? Are you done? You good? Almost. You good, good? Ryan? (laughs) It was the banana dick thing. Ryan, last week we wondered if there has ever been a rough transition of power between presidents. I didn't want to look it up. It bored me. (laughs) Uh, Did I look it up? You keep asking me that. Oh, yeah. If you didn't, you wouldn't ask me. You got to find another yes or no trigger. Oh, okay. Jeez. Am I lashing out? You're lashing out. That was lashing out just a little bit. Sorry about that. Ryan, uh, there has been, but not in the way that we were talking about. We were in in the context of our conversation. We were thinking of where you'd have to send the SWAT team in to get the the former president out. Well, we were discussing January 6th. That's how we got onto the That's what I'm saying, like criminal stuff. Right. We, We were asking, was that the first time this has happened? Or are there other instances of people being like, no. I'm not going to go. Yeah. No, it's never been like that. Although there have been issues between two men, as it were. Andrew Jackson will slap the shit out of someone. God damn, dude. John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. It got so bad. Action Jackson, Tyler. It got so bad during the campaign that Jackson even blamed the attacks by Adams's camp for the death of his wife. I, That's pretty serious. I mean, that is salacious. And speaking of TMZ, they would have a field day with one president candidate killing another presidential candidate's wife. So, I, I, there would be content that would last at least three days. They were saying that the attacks by the other campaign was so bad, it killed my wife. Well, and and here's the thing. I We, as we've already talked about on the show, we look back on George Washington as being this Godlike the, the apotheosis of 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 Washington. That's because every photo I ever see of him, he looks so presidential. It's the, it's the wooden teeth. We need to get back to it. Uh, but the idea is that we think these things of these people because time has a way of scrubbing people. If we actually knew what was going on in the the insane experience of being alive in those times, I I can't imagine what we would learn. It is. It's it comes full circle, just like last uh, earlier this show where we were talking about, dude, if we knew what Michael Jordan was doing behind the scenes, we wouldn't be looking at him or Michael Jackson behind the scenes. We wouldn't be looking at him through this through these eyes. It's the exact same thing. If we knew these people at the time that they were alive, I bet you they did some fucked up shit. I mean, just because of the time that he came up, it's so hard to see somebody evil behind Michael Jordan's Hitler mustache. It's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that. But damn, can he sell underwear? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take two. Uh, Ryan, that is it for my Week in Reviews. I don't know if you have any more. And and George Washington did not have wooden teeth. Stop propagating that BS story. Sure, Tyler, sure. And Abraham Lincoln didn't wrestle a bear. You sound like a jackass. No, 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 that's true. Great job this week, Tyler. And I appreciate you for all that you've done. I had a lot of fun this week in particular. Mm-hmm. How can people get in touch with us, Tyler? Go to thoseguysyouhate.com and subscribe to everything. We've set it all up easily for you. Um, and thank you for your support. We love you. That is a great job. We do love you. We love doing the show. And Tyler, what is the way that we always end the show? The moral of the story. 
Ryan, the moral of the story is, first of all, don't wrestle bears. Just because Abraham Lincoln did it does not mean that you are capable of doing it. Your neck that. couldn't even hold up a stovepipe hat of that nature. Well, they don't make stovepipe hats like that anymore. Or necks. <laughs> uh, Ryan, ah, man, the moral of the story is, Prophet seems to be winning. Prophet is winning, Ryan, and I don't know what to do. It goes to oil, and it goes to big food and big pharma, and I just... It seems like an uphill battle and this battle seems to, or the hill seems to be 90 degrees. Sure. With no handholds. Sure. I think that why we feel so crappy about discussing spirituality or things that you can't see or touch is because the world has all been kind of shaped into this idea of uh, capitalism. Capitalism is real. If you believe in anything other than that, you're a stupid, dumb idiot. At Mm. least that's how my middle school went. Yeah. Stupid, dumb idiot for me. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? My moral of the story is that the universe is trying to directly connect with you and express its love for you. And I know that you and I, I don't know, we've been a little long in the tooth here. No, wait, that just means old. We've been, we have stitched quite a yarn here on this particular episode, and maybe we do that all the time. But I really believe that the way that you can improve your life right now, you can notice the little things that are going on around you that are beautiful. That sunset that you're looking at is a miracle. That incredibly great tasting apple that you just took a bite of is, is something worth enjoying. The, the universe is reaching out to you and trying to tell you that you're not an accident, that you're a beautiful thing. I'm going to go bury my face in my covers because I'm embarrassed. We're those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. Red circle. Yum. I have a problem with competition. Like when we go out there and like people are like, hey, you guys want to play a game? I don't. We talked about this last week. Oh, did we talk about it? Yeah, just our aversion to competitiveness. What's up with that? Um, I think it's very much like our aversion to, to adrenaline. We got enough of it when we were younger, decided we did not like it. And we are very, we stick true to those beliefs. What's going on with that hand over there? We stick true to our beliefs. I did not have sex with that woman. Oh, I banged her. It was her brother. Let me show you my little rock. Was that was that Clinton we were doing or that was arbitrary white man voice? I, I wasn't even really trying to do anything. I was just having fun with it. And then you started doing, I think I was doing a little JFK. You started doing Clinton. JFK. Would not have done well in the social media age. <laughs> is that, I think we could look back on historical figures and say, you wouldn't have hung in there with Snapchat, buddy old pal. Well, JFK lived at a time when the media didn't go after the president. Now, no, no. Now no. we a live. A better time. We, we live in a time where it's all fair game. There is no such thing as shamelessness. Wait, do I have that right? There is no such thing as being ashamed. That's better. I think there is. There's plenty of people out there that feel shame. People have been shamed into things. But yes, I think there is a a group of people, billionaires, who live in a stratosphere that shame does not reach. Well, I recall a fond time that perhaps didn't exist when our public officials, i.e. presidents, would be embarrassed by stuff and and would be, I don't know, does shame have an evolutionary component to it where it's like kind of keeps people within the moral boundaries? Because if you don't have shame, there is no punishment for anything. If, sure. you, if you don't care what anybody says about you, I don't know. There is no such thing as being presidential anymore. Well, I, I think it's just the quality of our candidates uh, have got, like we've gone from JFK, we've well, gone from, from Abraham Lincoln to what we have now. But that's the point that I am making is JFK. Do I have my, my, my channels crossed here? prolific cheater. Am I wrong about this? Oh yeah. He was banging everybody, especially Marilyn Monroe. Sure. Yeah. And I believe he grabbed her by the many, many a time. Right, right, right. Yeah. No. And and so I'm wondering, but he didn't go around boasting about it. Like somebody else. He wanted to, but he only talked to four people. (laughs) That's true. So it didn't make as much of a cultural impact, but I, I genuinely mean it. Do we romanticize these 
not just presidential candidates, but just like when men were men and celebrities were, do we romanticize that? If we knew about Michael Jordan's actual inner workings, we probably wouldn't call him the goat, right? There would definitely, we would have canceled him. There would be some tarnishment to his legacy. Absolutely. There Did was he a, kill his dad? A, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We got too serious. Oh my there. God. Know, Stop saying we. That, oh, oh, the Tyler, seriousness. Yes. But Tyler got carried away. That joke is on <laughs> you. Jeez. You can't just be throwing things around like that. What's going to happen when we start doing live shows? Uh, uh, my, my eject button isn't going to work as well when I'm looking somebody in their eyes. <laughs> Tyler, how you doing, buddy? How's everything going? I'm good. And to answer your question before you just went off the deep end, no, I'm talking to me. I have that written down here on my show sheet pregame. Uh, <laughs> how are you? Okay. And there's a reason, but continue. Yeah, we absolutely used to romanticize and and glorify these positions. And and I was going to say it seems like, but not it seems like these walls, uh, these veneers are crumbling away before our eyes, or have done so already. Is that bad or good? Oh boy. I mean, I would say it's good. Tr more transparency is definitely for the best, but the way that we were go are going about it as a society where TMZ is one of our most popular um, news outlets, sure. it's not great. Well, before that, the Inquirer got a lot of stuff, oh, right? But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're all in it's the shit. Ty, you got it here first. I mean, what, what, what are we, we can't do a show on this every week. Damn internets. So let's go on to the next thing. Hold on. Okay. And scroll down. Oh, here we go. Joe Biden. Slut. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Everything going okay? Oh, oh, this is a uh, asking me definitely to check in and see how it is that I'm doing. We're on a show together. And the reason why I ask is- A little is quality check. A little, little, little QT with yeah. my TR. <laughs> What's TR? It's my TR. I'm wearing a, a little crown. Tonight. Gotcha. Uh, you've great. been doing some heavy lifting here over the last couple of days. Your 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 normalcy has been invaded. There's a lot of moving parts here in the house and I'm just checking on you. That's it. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, I'm dealing with uh, right now a lot of um, what I perceive to be, I could be wrong, perceived to be a uh, heavy internal rage. And so I have uh, somewhat uh, quarantined myself um, because I don't want to uh, come off angry to everybody, to anybody, snap at anybody as it were. Okay. Stop yelling at me. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't even mean that. And that's, that's interesting. Well, to why'd know. you fucking ask, okay, Ryan? No, no I, I'm going to do a better job. That's on me. Um, just because the, my son has been staying here in the living room sure. and throwing what, what the normalcy out of balance. Really? Now, sure. I haven't noticed. And in, in really the reason that I bring it up is because I'm appreciative of you because you are, uh, you know, of course it's your family and you love them very much, you know, helping me out by, by putting your schedule off the table and, and, and what you're used to. And I appreciate it. That's it. First of all, don't speak for me. I already did. Second of all, uh, I'm happy to do it. Well, I just I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, no, I, I am, as I said, more than happy to do it. And you're welcome. And I've been asking you for a lot of help over the last couple of days with everything going on. Mm -hmm. And I have recognized that I am bad at that. Even with the people who are the closest in my life, i.e. you, i.e. Nicole. I think that makes it more difficult. I really have trouble just, you know, inconveniencing somebody a little bit when, I don't know, even when they tell me that it's okay, it's mm -hmm. like very tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough because you'll ask me to do something. And then I, right now I'm going through my internal rage stuff that has nothing to do with any of this. Well, I, I didn't even notice that. I, I this no, is news to me to some degree. I know, but I, that's not what I'm referring to. I'm saying how you'll ask me stuff and then I'll say, yeah, no problem. But I, I didn't do it with my usual flair. And oh, my I could usual, tell you didn't want to go out to dinner my, last my, night. No, but that wasn't it. It's just I'm going through what I'm going through because I didn't answer in the excited way that I normally do with things. You were like, I could kind of tell you don't want to do this. <laughs> and that wasn't the case. I was just sitting there in my stuff. I don't know <laughs> if the way that I handle problems is the right way. So I, now you throw that in my life. Like, it looks like you don't want to do it. I I'm just like, no. feel like if we just throw it up in the air, it has to be addressed. Is that bad? I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> well, you throw it in the air like a deck of cards. Sure. Of course it, it sure. has to be addressed because now I'm standing there that's and my it. room's a wreck. Because I, I feel like one good moment of awkwardness is better than a long, strewn out, less awkward time, mm. but that never gets addressed. <laughs> I like to just be like, so this is weird, isn't it? You do step one and step two, but you never profit. I have eight. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, this is weird in here. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Let's do part of this. Let's do the same thing with the pregame. 